episode of Blind Love Radio. I am your host, Anna Rosen, and I am so excited that you're here. I'm so grateful. And today I have a really fun guest. I have Kara. You know her and love her on Instagram. She is at Sacred Something by Kara, and also she created a new account tarot with Kara DJ so definitely follow both of those and connect with her there we cover so many topics we talk about intuition creativity she's an avid collager she sends out these amazing zines that cover everything like whatever she's kind of like into and creating at the moment. She sent me a couple and they are gorgeous. I'm inspired to create my own zines. Oh my God, they're so cool. Um, I just love it. I love the creativity that oozes out of this girl. It is amazing. And paired with the intuition, it's just such a beautiful combo. So... We also get into a lot about Star Wars, which is really fun. I am a complete noob and really know nothing about Star Wars other than Yoda is really cute, but it was so fun talking with her about it and we kind of connected it to different archetypes and the tarot and the hero's journey and I think it's really relatable to everybody even if you don't know anything about Star Wars, but if you do and you're like a Star Wars nerd, which I say with total love and admiration, then you will love this episode even more. So look forward to that. And she goes into a lot at the end about these like crazy, amazing prophetic dreams that she's had. So stay tuned till the end because you don't want to miss that. That was so fun hearing. Um, I have just so much love for this girl. Like, ah, the creativity. It's just lighting me up, lighting me up, people. This was a really, really, really fun combo. You know, just talking to your favorite witchy creative friend over the phone. That's just what it felt like. Like, witchy BFF chatting all day. I could talk to her all day. Loved it. You guys are going to love it. Um, If you want to sign up for her zine, definitely reach out to her on Instagram. Again, Sacred Something by Kara. And if you want a tarot reading with her, then at Tarot with Kara DJ. And that's it, guys. I love you. May the force be with you. And I will see you suckers on the other side.
take two. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, am I introducing myself yes. again? Yes. Introduce right? your okay, lovely cool. self. Okay, perfect. Um, my name is Kara. I'm on Instagram as Sacred Something by Kara. It's Kara with a K. Um, and I'm a collage artist and I do tarot reading as well. Um, I have kind of fallen off with tarot lately, but I'm definitely really looking to get back into it again. And, but yeah, collage art is my main focus and I'm a bead maker as well. And yeah, lots of paper crafts. (laughs) I love that. So how'd you get into doing collaging? Honestly, hmm, it kind of happened uh, slowly because I was a, my mom was a scrapbooker for like my whole childhood. Um, so I guess I kind of was inspired by that. And then, uh, I had a few art journals where I would put like pictures and things I saved and tickets and movie stubs and all that kind of stuff. And then I started slowly making it more artistic as opposed to like just a scrapbook of mementos, you know? So it kind of happened slowly. Um, and then I started working on like out of sketchbooks and just on individual sheets. And then, uh, just recently, like this year, I've gotten really into zine making and, um, fanzines specifically for Star Wars and, um, and then just putting collage art into zine form, uh, which has been really, really fun. That's so fun. So do you like writing also? I do. That's also something that I'm trying to explore a little more. I did one um, mini zine where I kind of did some just like uh, free writing and it was really fun. So that's definitely something I have planned for the new year. I've always been like a big journaler for my whole life. I have like so many journals. Ooh, I so. love journaling. Let's talk about journaling. So oh my do you gosh, keep journal- all of just, your journals? The best? <laughs> I do. And that's um that's an interesting conversation. Do you do you are you a journaler? Do you keep your journals from like your youth? I love journaling. I have all of my journals in a bin at mm-hmm. my parents' house in this like right. in this closet that I'm like so scared to look at. Like I looked at them like once yeah. or twice and then I'm just like want to curl up in this ball of shame and like, oh my God, what was I like as a teenager? I need to burn all of these. Um, I don't exactly. even want to like bring them into relatable. my house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I yeah, have that's like, incredibly relatable. I have like a very like interesting um I don't know, like double-edged sword to it a little bit. Like even mm-hmm. thinking about mm-hmm. like the Ace of Swords being like this great communication and like writing from the truth. And it was definitely my truth then. But like. Exactly, right. And like honoring that. But then also the cringy feeling of like <laughs> now that you've evolved through all of these cycles and like not feeling bad that you have evolved instead like celebrating it I'm still I don't know I just have like a very complex relationship with journaling (laughs) it's a process honestly yeah when I I found that when I look back on them um I, I it can either be like funny and fun or it can send me on a spiral so I'm very like 
cautious with looking back on them and making sure that like I'm in a good headspace when I do so, you know what I mean? Cause, cause yeah, it can definitely, uh, send you into a place you don't want to necessarily visit. So yeah, I relate to that big time. So do you get the same feeling like from art that you've done? That's an interesting question. No, no, I don't. If anything, I just, um, if I look back on old collages, I think more of like, wow, I've gotten better at this, you know, but, but I don't feel like embarrassed about, about art the way that I do about, about like my written thoughts. Um, Neither do I. What is with that? You know, I don't know. I think, I think maybe it's like, hmm, maybe it's not as well no it's not fair to say it's not as emotional because art is is very often yeah exactly yeah and I wouldn't say it's like not as vulnerable because it is super vulnerable like both are very vulnerable definitely yeah yeah I think maybe I'm I'm more interested in seeing the the growth of my art and maybe not as interested in seeing the growth of myself which that's that's an interesting thing to reflect on for a while. <laughs> right? Hmm. It's so true. And it I maybe because yeah. it feels a little bit like the art is more abstract, so it's not as clear yeah. of a mirror. That that could definitely be it cuz it's it's like representative of where you were at the time but maybe not as not as like spelled out to a T, you know, so you can kind of interpret it in a different way. Well, it can also like take on different meanings. Like I almost like it made me think about like tattoos and if you get tattoos at different like times in your life, right? And then like something that meant something to you at one point maybe takes on a different meaning and can keep growing with you. Totally. That's so, I was literally like psychic connection. I was about to say that. Psychic yeah, I have like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> for real though. But I was, yeah, I have like full sleeves. I'm or like, I have one full sleeve and then one like half sleeve. So I have a lot of tattoos and, um, and I do feel that way about them too. Like even the ones that I don't connect with as much anymore, I still like love them they don't they don't bother me you know like I can think of them kind of as I don't know almost like a postcard or something of like a place that I went you know what I mean oh I love that like a little trinket yeah yeah I don't know why I'm so harsh on journaling though that's like I'm, this is really getting I know it's weird to think hmm. about because like I want to curl up right? into a ball and like whenever I read my journals but if I look at like hmm. I don't know like old drawings or even like an old tattoo I'm not like oh what was I thinking it was like oh that was a time in my life no big deal (laughs) it's so true (laughs) yeah no you're totally I'm like totally on the same page as you with that I don't know hmm and it's also interesting because like tattoos are so permanent in like writing it's not that permanent but like why does it feel more permanent (laughs) exactly that's so true yeah and like also your tattoos like they go wherever you go you can't just like put them in a box and hide them in the closet you know totally Hmm. i don't know it almost like becomes a part of you 
a little bit also. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. How did you get into tarot or how did tarot find you, as people like to say? Of course. Um, Yeah, so I worked mainly um, in bookstores for most of my adult life since I was like 18, basically. A little over 10 years in bookstores. Yeah, and I worked at um, mostly um, Barnes and Noble, the big chain, but then also um, at the Strand Bookstore in Manhattan for several years, which was like a really cool spot. Uh, I definitely recommend it if you're in the city; it's worth a visit. Um, but uh, yeah, so they, we we had tarot cards there, and we sold them at the Strand, and it was the first time I had ever like really seen them up close. And um, you know, I there's that whole thing of like, you're not supposed to buy your first deck. I don't really subscribe to that at all. Um, but so I just was drawn to it and really curious. So I just, I bought the myth writer. We like the, you know, most basic deck and it just like, I clicked with it like big time. You know, I just felt really connected to it. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to keep going. I started, uh, again, journaling about the cards and stuff. And then, I found a lot of Instagrams and, and people um, that were practicing and sharing their tarot connection and stuff on Instagram. And I kind of got very, uh, I clicked with that too. And yeah, so it kind of just went from there. And um, and yeah, it's just something that has always brought me like so much peace. I've always felt it very, to be very meditative, you know, mm-hmm. Uh and just like the whole ritual of it is, is very relaxing. Um, and I have some anxiety, so it helps with that. And like, it's just something that always makes me feel good. you know? <laughs> totally. So, How does it help with your anxiety? Honestly, I think it's like, because like the, the process, you know, like everybody has their own little like ritual when they read. And, uh, you know, I mean, not always, sometimes I'll just like, break it out at a dive bar or whatever but a lot of the times when I read I like to set the the space and um I usually um when I'm first starting I'll take the deck and put it in like numerical order you know like I'll put the majors in zero to 21 order and then I put each of the suits in order and that's like what I do before I shuffle and that is very like it's just very soothing and uh yeah, I've just always felt like ever since I started, like a real emotional connection to the decks that I use, and uh, and it's just the whole process of like putting myself in that headspace, and uh, it's it's very relaxing, and it has definitely helped with anxiety too, for sure. Did you say that you put all of the cards in order before That's you shuffle? That's what I do. Yeah, if I'm gonna, yeah, if I'm oh gonna read, um, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, because I I think it was when I, like, was early on, I was reading, like, different ways that people would cleanse their deck, you know, like, burying it in salt or that kind of stuff, and and none of that really uh, drew me in, but then I read somebody said you can put them in order, and so I tried it the one time, and I found it, like, it's, I kind of feel like it's a a way of, like, telling my brain that I'm ready to, to work, like, in a way, and it's, um, and I like being able to look at every card, like, I do it pretty fast at this point, you know, but it's just the act of it, like, separating them into the five piles, and then 
going one pile at a time and then I'll usually like put them near like the candle and I don't know it just that's like that's very much like my kind of like pressing the play button on a Game Boy or something that's like or the start button that's like the way I tell my brain like okay we're gonna do some tarot now and it's yeah I've had a lot of success with it I don't do it every single time um but if I know that I'm gonna do like multiple readings or I'm gonna spend a good amount of time with it or I just feel like I kind of want to reset um then I'll do that and yeah it's I don't know it's been really successful for me I don't know I love that and I love it especially since we were talking about like anxiety and I feel like there's this sense of like being out of control and then Mm -hmm. taking the deck which can be so chaotic if it's like all mishmashed and then putting everything in place and it's like something that we can do. I don't know. It feels very, it just feels good the way you're talking about it. Yeah. I love yeah. That. And I, I feel it's also like, it's kind of, um, it's a way to, when I want to focus on the deck and like really put my focus onto it, it's a way to kind of put the stuff from regular life, like the stuff that's uh, going on kind of outside, you know, and just be like, you know, that'll, that's for later. But right now this is, where I want to be it's, it's it's definitely got a meditation connection into it somehow for sure that's awesome yeah I could totally see yeah. that just like quieting your brain exactly mm. so how so do you make like collages about tarot or like involving tarot or tarot inspired Definitely. I have done that. I had a dream <laughs> a while back now, several years. I had a, a dream of making a collage for every major card. And I think I, I only did like five or me. No, I, I think it was only four or five. Um, yeah. And I, I have prints of those actually, but, um, but yeah, so I did that for a little while and it was really fun. It was kind of like uh, just interpreting uh, the the card and the you know the meaning you attach to it with uh, with collage because I do all all of my collage analog a lot of people do digital collage which I think is super cool but um, I don't have those type of tech skills so all my collage is just like glue and paper um, so it was really fun to like find clips or images or colors that I thought corresponded with the card I think I did. I did the Empress, Death, the Devil, and maybe like one or two other ones. The Devil one is definitely my favorite, though. Ooh, that one came out really, me. really cool. What do you put on the Devil one? It is, um, it's a picture from an a really old Coca Cola ad from like, uh, from like the probably the sixties from a really old magazine I found of like a man and a woman just kind of like laughing together over bottles of Coke. And then there's like a pair of eyes, I think from like a wolf Ooh. above them. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of that thing of like, you know, the man and woman in the traditional image, but then above them looming is this, uh, is this other presence or whatever, you know? So that was, and it's all black and white, which is really cool. And always watching. Exactly. Yeah, and kind of like the 
the temptation of like maybe Coca-Cola might not be the, the thing that's best for you, you know. Uh-huh. I feel that but, the corporation yeah. is the devil. Exactly. Yes. Well, yeah, there is definitely some connection being made there for sure. I love that. Ooh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I love the idea of like the wolf looking in. Yeah, I think it's, a, I, I'm saying it's a wolf, but now I'm afraid it's, an, it's a bird. No, I, I really think it's a wolf. I have to look at it again. I honestly haven't looked at them in a while. I made them a long time ago, but. Okay, what um, was on the death yeah, one? Yeah, and that was, the death one, I had a couple different things going on. Um, it was black and white, but there was a pop of color in there. But there, I know I had a bird, but I put the bird upside down. Ooh. And there was a little girl looking up at it and then there's a gun but it's not like a gun like a gun it's just it's like a it, I think it's art of a gun so it's like it's kind of like uh abstract um yeah but that one that one was cool too that is cool I like that it's like looking yeah. up at the bird but the bird's upside down like yeah it's almost like a what you're looking I don't know like because death is so like that it's like not where you would think it would be like I feel like so many times it's like oh death it's like I don't know even thinking about like quote unquote hell and it would be like below you but really yeah I don't know I feel like it's a part of your everyday life so maybe even thinking like it's not where you would expect to find it or, like, to expect like the that. unexpected. Yeah. Yeah, and then the, the thing with, like, the death card is that I feel like, you know, people's, like, knee-jerk reaction to it is always, like, people who aren't, like, super familiar with tarot, their, they're, like, first reaction is always to be, like, what? That's terrible. But, you know, I don't consider death to be a bad, an evil card or a negative card. It's all that... Uh, rebirth really more than death you know and trans uh transformation and that kind of thing so I feel like I used to say that and like not really mean it (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) and like still be really scared of it but now I really (laughs) like I really love it I think it might be one of my favorite cards like when you've gone through it And, like, you've seen Mm -hmm, the thing mm -hmm. go, and you've been transformed, and you're, like, this new evolved person. It's, like, it's so satisfying. That's so true. Yeah, like, it's, for me, I feel like it's become a lot more about the cycle of it, you know? Uh Uh-huh. And, like, also, like, just, like, recognizing that you're in the cycle, I think is very healing and like it almost starts to like feel good like a snake shedding its skin it's like oh it feels good to like get that old skin off where at one point it was like more comfortable to just stay in the old skin because you're so scared to change but then like once Mm. you're used to like buying new clothes it's like not a big deal. Right. I don't know if <laughs> I went too true. far with that, but <laughs> <laughs> so No, I totally followed. Yeah. What were your cards of the year? 
Do you do that? Do you do like the cards of the year thing? I don't remember if I did them for this year, but I will say throughout the year, I know there were a few cards that I was really like seeing a lot, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and definitely connecting with trying to think I'm definitely going to do cards for this year. I, cause I, every year I, I forget and then until like February and then, um, but I definitely know I want to do it this year, but the one it's been a big, I think tentacles year for me. Ooh, how so? Those have been coming up. I just, I, I, I think it's honestly in maybe not in a, I'm not saying a bad way, but I haven't had a very good financial year. There hasn't been a lot of stability. So I feel like the cards have been pretty regularly telling me to put a little bit more focus on that and a little more energy into that. Um, yeah, so uh, definitely a lot of pentacles this year. Uh, and I'm also a Virgo, so I'm sure that has something to do with it. Um, the earth sign, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then I think, I'm trying to think what else has been like coming up continuously. I spent a lot of time thinking about like, um, honestly, I've always kind of had a hard time, not a hard time, but like a difficult, more difficulty with like the moon, the sun, and the star. For some reason, like those three have always kind of eluded me in a way. So I spent a lot of time, I know towards the beginning of the year, uh, with those three cards, uh, trying to like figure out exactly what, uh, what connection I have with the three of them. Uh, and I think I, I need to continue that even further, but yeah, those three cards definitely come up. So what did you come Uh, up with or like what understandings did you find? I think, honestly, I think I'm still working on it because when I think about them, they still kind of confuse me and I'm not sure why. I know because Um, they seem so simple. I totally relate to you. Um, You know what I mean? Totally. And I feel like, I feel like I totally have the moon. Like, I'm very, I don't know, moony is a weird, <laughs> a weird word. <laughs> I know what you mean. Lunar. I'm very lunar. Lunar. There you go. <laughs> I like moony better. I'm very moony. Um, but I, I just did a reading with somebody and the sun came up in the middle and I'm like, the sun? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> like Because... <laughs> Because I feel like, is it as simple as, like, it's bright and shiny? But it's totally not. I feel like like it can't be. Yeah, and what I said was, like, "Mm, it's like a sunburn. Like, you're so... (laughs) I was like, are you feeling, like, so much being seen that, like, it, like, almost, like, hurts? Like, it's too hot? Yeah. I don't know why my mind goes to that. It's like not a. Happy, I like that though. Not a happy thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of cool though. And then also, I I recently uh, started working at a spiritual shop um, in my town. And when I was, uh, I I don't know much about crystals. Still, I'm I'm on like a learning journey with them. But one of the things that one of my coworkers said to me uh, when I first started was. Um, talking about cleansing crystals, you know, um, and I'm not 
pretending at all that I'm an authority <laughs> on this, but they said that um, because a lot of people say to like uh, put the crystals in, in the moon light, you know, and, and cleanse with the moon. But what they said was uh, that they didn't like to do that necessarily because the moon is still half in darkness. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause, and I was like, that's interesting. I never thought of it that way. And that kind of like sparked something for me. I don't know. That, that, that was really interesting. interesting. The moon is, the moon is still half in darkness. And I was like, huh? Like the other half that's not that being like illuminated. Exactly. Ooh. I know. So what would you do? You would yeah, put on the sun. Maybe. I have done that. And I do, I do like that. I feel like, um, I I've done that before and I definitely felt, I really liked that energy, but like, I mean, people, you know, swear by the moon and I, I totally get that. And I love the, the, the idea of cycles and stuff, but I think that was one of the connections I made with the moon card this year is like kind of more the mystery of it a little bit. Yeah, like, how does it even work? I don't even know, but I just know that it's working. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, really, though. So true. And I feel like also these three, those three cards, the star, the moon, and the sun, are so full of, like, symbolism that you don't even notice until you've stared at it for a million hours, you know? Totally. What's up with that (laughs) naked baby on the horse? The naked baby, the lobster, the weird bird in the tree and the star. Yes, like you're so orange, right. The little orange bird. <laughs> right? There's so much going on. Yeah. Ooh. It's a lot to learn. For it sure. Is. I heard a really, do you listen to Strange Magic? No. It's a really good podcast. You would love it. It's with. I'm going to look it up for sure. Um. It's eluding me who hosts it, but they're these two right. fantastic witches and they talk all about tarot yeah. and they just did a um, episode on the moon and I loved it. And they talked about Ooh. the lobster a lot and how it's kind of like this crustacean and how it can mm. go in between the worlds of the watery and then the earth and how it's less comfortable on the earth it's like more comfortable like being in that water because it's like ruled by pisces but you like see it on the earth in the moon card so it's kind of like allowing Mm. ourselves to like enter into an element that we're more uncomfortable in i like right i like that a lot yes And then the other thing that I was, like, blown away from, they talked about, um, like, Venus being exalted in Pisces, like, astrologically. So then if you think about that in tarot talk, so it would be, like, the Empress would be, like, find its happiness in the moon card and, like, thinking about creating from the subconscious, um... And I feel like that's been such a theme for me this year. And my whole, like I did like this wheel of the year and I had the moon card in the center. And 
And it's been like such a year of diving into the subconscious. And my question for the beginning of the year was like about creativity and how can I create and like reach my potential and it being an empress year. And I feel like just like feeling the connection between how like creativity and the subconscious Mm -hmm. are so closely linked together and I feel like good art comes from your subconscious and when you're like really willing to go there I don't know that was like a major rant but no that's really and that's funny because not to well yeah to bring it all around I feel like a lot of the times when I'm collaging it's all subconscious totally and then like looking back on it and you're like oh my god what was exactly because like my my art space my area where I work it's just my dining room but it's a a mess always (laughs) it's always just a total mess but I have like a a set of drawers where I keep all my stuff and I have one of the drawers is just all the clippings from magazines and things that I've saved and it's just I mean I have to clean it it's a nightmare but basically when I collage and I'm just kind of having fun not doing anything specific I'll just dig through that big bin and pull out random pieces and then try to start slowly fitting them together on the page and it's it's definitely subconscious for sure it's so cool so have you ever I don't know have have one of your like collages ever like came true in a weird way or like you start like seeing synchronicities from them Ooh, that's interesting. Um, I think I use a lot of, um, it sounds weird, but I use a lot of like eyeballs. In, in oh, I love eyeballs. No. Right? I'm with you. I love alone Because you eyeball. can find them, right? And you can find them so plentifully in collages or in magazines rather in like uh, makeup ads and perfume ads and blah, 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 all that stuff. There's always like a, a plenty of <laughs> so, so I do really like yeah and I, I definitely um used those in fun ways I know I did one you can see it's on my Instagram but it's like there was an eye in the circle and then eyes in a circle all around it kind of uh, that was really cool and then I did at one point make <laughs> it's a long story and that's not really a long story it's a, it's treacherous but I made, a, I made an oracle <laughs> I made an oracle deck with collage. Um, I made it. It was done. I just uh, could never reproduce it because of the way that I made the actual paper. Like the, the shape of the cards was totally uneven and wonky and I wasn't thinking ahead when I made it. I was just doing it all subconsciously. So I kind of have shelved it, but I did make like uh, different cards and then associate different words with the small collages on the cards and I, I wanted it to act as an, an Oracle deck. And one of them was uh, stare and it was all eyeballs, just totally eyeballs. And then it said stare on it. That was cool. <laughs> okay. I was totally following your Oracle deck, which I loved on Instagram. Yes, and thank what you, if you put like the collages on like a matting? So then you could just like yeah. take a picture of it and then they'd all be the same size. 
Definitely. I think the, the other thing that I messed up is that the, some of the letters are too close to the edge. Um, so they would get cut off or, uh, but then if that you put it like on a piece of paper, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then I do. And then it like wouldn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more like the places that I would go to get it reproduced. It's like the, the frame that they give you to put the image into uh, is where it gets tricky. Cause there's like bleed and, and they need it a certain amount around the edge. It's definitely like I'm still totally open to it. I I'm very passionate about the deck. I I love it very much. It's it's very close to my heart. But um, I don't know. I think I got kind of defeated with it. <laughs> so it's just kind of sitting there. I totally staring at you. Me. <laughs> it's very overwhelming <laughs> when you need to like finish the project. It is, yeah. And it's like it's not. It's hard because these these collages, these little small collages, uh, can't really be disassembled in any way. Uh, so like to even move one little thing is most likely going to rip whatever's underneath it. So then you get that issue and that, that happened a couple of times. So I kind of just was like, I just want to leave it alone. Cause I'm like, I don't want to ruin it. You know, are you good at starting things and hard at like finishing or like completing things because that's totally me. Right. Sometimes I have gotten a lot better. I think because like the fanzine that I make, it has to go out the first week of the month. So I've gotten a lot better at like finishing things because people are waiting for it, you know, um, which has been kind of a blessing. But yes, I that is kind of story of my life. Yes. <laughs> um, what is Virgo? Virgo is mutable energy. I think. Yes. Well, maybe. I get a little lost. Maybe like floating stuff. in and out of projects. Seems, Definitely could be. Seems. Yeah, I feel like Virgos probably. Virgos probably excel at the like planning of the project and the like beforehand, like maybe not so much as the execution or maybe that's my, I think I have Gemini rising. So maybe that's that part coming in. Ooh, that's even more mutable. Mm. What's your moon sign? Libra. That's cardinal. So if you have like maybe like an emotional attachment to it, then it's like easy to act on the emotions. But then once mm-hmm. that's, like, completed, it's hard to, like, keep going because, like, the driving force is no longer there. That definitely sounds, yes. I mean, what do I know, <laughs> yes, though? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, that sounds right for sure. Um, so tell me about your Libra moon. Do you ever, like, think about it or have any, like, thoughts about it? Not really. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think Libras, uh, I'm going to butcher this, but Libras are, they like uh, fairness, right? (laughs) That's a a quality, right? Yeah, I I thought my initial thought was you're a lover of good, pretty things, of art, because it's ruled by Venus. Definitely true. Right? 
Definitely true. Emotional satisfaction from like bright colors and beautiful things. Yes, that definitely sounds. And and I like to make things that are bright and colorful for sure. I use like almost all flowers in my collages. Tons of flowers. I love that. Always come up. Yeah, florals and nature, mountains. I've started a lot uh, lately, like snowy mountains and stuff. I love using that. And a little bit ocean now and then if I can find a good image. But, yeah, a lot of flowers. A lot of flowers and trees. Um, I was sure. Okay, this is, like, the stupidest comment or thought ever. But I was, like, <laughs> I was like, Libra, it sounds like library, like a book. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it would be, like, a love of reading. Sure, which I, right? Which I don't think... <laughs> is a thing <laughs> but I don't honestly if you had said that though I would be like yeah because I just <laughs> I I'm still I'm still learning with uh, with with the astrology but but the but Libra's card is is justice right yes yeah so that I relate to that uh for sure I mean I who doesn't like justice right Hello, <laughs> but right. I, I do always like, yeah, but I, I, I've, yeah, even since being a kid, I, I would hate like when anything was like quote unquote unfair, I guess. Mm. So I could see that. I could see that. I feel like and then I Gemini did not is, have that problem. Mm-hmm. I was like, life is unfair. Get over it. <laughs> I'm such a little <laughs> asshole. No, that's great. I mean, look, that you need that in your life, so you need somebody who's going to say that. I guess. I Just <laughs> exile me. No. Um. So, are you a that's big funny. lover? What's your? Uh huh. Go ahead. What's your What's your sun sign? So I'm a Capricorn. I have a ton oh, okay. of Capricorn, and wow. okay. <laughs> I know it's boring, right? <laughs> No, we I like to work. That that's inspirational to me. It's like the spiritual sea goat is what I like to think mm. of it as. Okay. There's like this yeah. water element to it that everybody forgets about. Right? And have you seen yeah. that meme of like the goats on the side of the mountain, and then Possibly. the um. The caption is like when your haters are waiting for you to fall, but you're the goat and it's like just this goat <laughs> on like a little cliff and it's not going anywhere. <laughs> like I feel I really relate to that meme. That's the strength really of cute. Capricorn, I think, is to just like endure no matter what. I love that. Um, we used to get a calendar. We used to get a calendar every year at Barnes and Noble when the calendars would come out. And it was called Goats in Trees. Ooh, that's and so And it was cute. just 12, 12 months of pictures of goats just hanging out in trees. Yes, um, I relate to that it was calendar. Great, <laughs> <laughs> um, For sure. What else? Um, I'm a Pisces moon. So okay. extremely emotional. So okay. I'm crying up the whole mountain. Even though I'm going to keep going, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of tears. Yes. And then sure. I'm a Scorpio rising. 
So wow. I like to change trails on the mountain constantly. Mm-hmm. So it always okay. has to be like new scenery or else I'll get bored. Wow. Yes. While you're while you're crying. <laughs> while I'm crying, yeah, because the change is very hard emotionally. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> right? right? Do you have any Scorpio? Yes. I don't think so, no. I have I know it's the Virgo, the Gemini, the Libra, and then I know my Venus is in Virgo. Ooh. And then I have one other in Virgo too. So it's there were at least you have three a lot Virgos of Virgo. in there. Yeah. Big time. So how do you like okay, Venus and Virgo, what would that look like? You mm-hmm. like you love to organize? <laughs> I, I I mean I definitely do. Um yeah, I Hello. Are you there? Yes. My phone went mad. Um, <laughs> That's okay. <sorry. laughs> um but I do, yeah, I do like to organize. Uh although I'm also very often unorganized. Mm. So how does that work? I don't know. And that's why, like, even as, like, a teenager and stuff, when you would first, like, look up your horoscope in, like, J14 or Teen Bop or whatever magazine, I never felt like a Virgo because they always say, like, you are uh, very organized. You like to study and and be bossy. I guess I was pretty bossy, though. But you know what I mean? I really (laughs) do that. (laughs) And the colors were, like, green and brown. And I was always like, that sucks. You wanted the floral but, colors. Right? <laughs> Give me but a little bright pink and orange. Hell yeah. But as I, yeah, and as I get older, I do feel more like a Virgo, though, for sure. Because I do like things to be a certain way. I like to get to the movies, like, 30 minutes before. Oh, my God. 30 minutes starts. before. <laughs> A lot of time, yeah, man. Like, I can't. Early There's is, like thirty minutes of previews. You're there for like I, an extra hour. <laughs> I no, seriously. Like, uh, early is on time to me. So I that's maybe that. the Virgo coming. <laughs> that's such yeah, a good trait, sure. though. People love that. I feel like it's yeah, it's beneficial. It's better than the it's better than the alternative. I. I guess, yeah. I feel like (laughs) Venus and Virgo is also like being super duper helpful in your relationships. Are you like the friend that everybody goes to? I think I I definitely have that in me. I don't know if, I don't know. I think people think that they definitely know that they can count on me for sure. Um, And that's like something I I hold very, very uh, at high importance. You know, like that's something that I strive for. So, yeah, I definitely connect with that because that's something that like I want people to feel like they can come to me for sure. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So what's it like working at like a metaphysical spiritual store? It's really nice. I I really, really like it. Um, It's a small business, um, which is really fun because coming from like mostly working in like retail that was more corporate driven, you know, that kind of thing. It's really nice to work at a really small local business and 
it's also fun to uh, connect with the people that come into the store that are kind of like uh, really interested in learning more and maybe don't know that much yet, but they're like, you know, I've always been interested in this and I'm finally like going to start uh, really like looking into it. And then you can kind of tell them a few things and kind of like help them figure out which way they want to go. And we do have a few, a few tarot decks. Uh, so I've definitely connected with a few people over that. Um, like people who were just buying their first deck and then I would tell them that I've, I've worked with tarot and I, I do that. And then they would ask for like advice a little bit. And I, I love doing that. I've led a couple workshops also, which I really, I, I love that just because it's not even like instructing as much as it is just like, like we are now, you know, like just having a conversation about the cards and like kind of sharing what works for me, but then also hearing what works for everyone else and kind of like trading ideas and stuff. And so I do get to do a lot, a little bit of that at the shop, which I, I really love. That's so much fun. That's so fun. So what are the most commonly asked questions that people come in with? Uh, it's always about crystals. Um, really? Is like crystals yeah, like the main thing that they have there? It's a big thing. I mean, it's it's one of the main things that we have. It's probably one of the most popular things uh, that we sell, but it's definitely something that people come looking for the most. I think just because in our area, there really is very few places that you can find them unless you're going online, you know? So I think it's not, uh, in, in our area, it's not super frequent that people see them in person, you know? Um, so I think that definitely sparks their curiosity. A lot of people want to know about, uh, I have anxiety. That's huge. Like a lot of people have anxiety lately and come in with that as a, as an issue and like, what can, what do we suggest to kind of help with that, that type thing that, that comes up a lot for sure. And then a lot of people looking to uh, cleanse their homes of negative energy or they're moving into a new place and want to cleanse it or that kind of thing that happens a lot too. Okay. So what is the most frequently bought crystal? Hmm. Probably amethyst. Ooh, amethyst. That's, That's definitely up there at least. It's yeah, so it's definitely perfect. on the up there. Yeah, and then we also have really beautiful um, pieces of, of rose quartz. So that's that's definitely up there too. Those are definitely like that's your funny. your gateway crystals. Exactly. <laughs> totally. No, absolutely. Because they're, yeah, you know, they're like super recognizable um, and really pretty which is nice but yeah we have like really big selections so people get to kind of play around and stuff so that's really fun that is fun so what we, do you guys we do? always tell mm -hmm. them oh, no go ahead we always tell them to uh because they'll come in like asking for like specific like stuff and we'll, we'll definitely lead them towards what they're looking for but another thing that we always say is like go to what you're drawn to and worry about the meaning afterwards too. Like mm -hmm. consider both things, you know, cause like if you're really drawn to Rose Quartz, but you're not looking for something to do with like compassion and, and love and connection, but maybe you need it and you don't know you do, you know, or something like that. Like that doesn't mean you shouldn't get it. Like definitely go to what, to what draws your eye as well. Your subconscious guiding the way exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes 
They need to put like a crystal in the moon card. I mean, I guess there's a bunch of rocks. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So, and what is a crystal than a glorified rock? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some people will come in like just to look around and they'll be like, oh, you got a bunch of rocks. It's like, well, I guess, yeah. (laughs) My dad's a geologist and he always makes fun of me. Like, go outside and pick up some rocks. Oh, come on, Dad. <laughs> They're so pretty, though. They are. And it's not like I'm going to go find some, like, amethyst outside on the street. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Um. Yeah. So what do you, so when people come in with anxiety, what do you guys steer them towards? Yeah, well, I I know a stone that, um, amethyst is a stone that I think people associate with, with soothing anxiety a lot. So I usually recommend that. And then I uh, also uh, recommend, like, we have some nice bath products, and we do uh, work in CBD a little bit as well. Um, We have some of those products. So, you know, we would recommend that if that's something that they're interested in, but it is something that you have to be open to. And, um, you know, it's kind of takes a little bit of experimenting, I think, to find what works for you. But, um, so yeah, CBD is good for that. But also... uh, I don't know, I really like clear quartz, too. I feel like that's just a really clarifying stone. Uh, please, if anyone's listening that knows a lot about crystals and I'm saying the wrong things, like, <laughs> don't, don't come There's find no me. There's no right but and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing is, like, I tell people, too, I'm like, you'll look up a stone in three different places and you could find three different meanings. A lot like tarot. Totally. Too. So, right? So, like, and that's the thing I say a lot if people are, asking like for advice on learning the cards because there's 78 of them and it's really intimidating it's like you know you can definitely use sources and I definitely did you know to learn the the basics but if you connect a meaning to a card but you don't see it on a site that doesn't mean it's wrong you know and and like pay attention to that because that's totally coming from somewhere in your subconscious or, or whatever definitely like that's a huge part of it for me for sure so what's your favorite card in the deck Ooh. Hmm. oh I really love the empress Ooh. tell me more yeah I don't know every time I, I see that card I'm just like oh, I like that one <laughs> The empress, or not the empress, the Venus in Virgo feels very empress. Right? Yeah. A concrete manifestation of beauty. Definitely. Oh, thank you. I love that. Yes. Thank you for saying that. It's just a nice, (laughs) I I like that thought. (laughs) That just like embedded itself in my brain. Yes. So, yeah, definitely the empress. I just love like the idea of. And you collaging, like especially doing it with your hands yeah you know what I mean like making something beautiful in the flesh in your hands or not in your hands by your hands (laughs) (laughs) and she's got all those flowers around her so the florals are coming in you know yes yeah I really like her a lot I feel like your collage is really like astral project the empress wow yes yes i hope so i love that 
Okay. Yeah, I've always liked her. And then I do also like the hermit because he's, uh, you know, the hermit is the Virgo card. So I've always uh, dug him as well. Do you know <laughs> what your sure. life path card is? No. You just have to like add up the numbers of your birthday. Oh, I think, um, I think it's two because I have Ooh, so many nines. Priestess. I don't know if that's true though. Hold on. Because my birthday is like all nines. It's nine, nineteen, nineteen ninety. Which is crazy. Ooh, I love that. So, 19, 29, 30, 8, 11, 2. Yeah, it's 2. So do you, how do you feel about the high priestess? I, I like her a lot too, for sure. I mean, I've always felt connected to her because of the uh, intuition aspect. Um. For sure. And I also like the little bit of mystery that's in there, too. It is very mysterious. Um, yeah. And it's funny that aren't, isn't, isn't it like the, isn't the high priestess kind of like the empress's sister or something? Or they're kind of connected because they have the same fabric in their something. Am I making that up? Um, I no, have right? never heard of that, but I love it. I, <laughs> no, I might literally be making that up. I think it's the pomegranate. Oh, yeah, because the pomegranate, yeah, the pomegranates are in both of them. Yeah, I remember that when I was learning that, yeah, because uh, the empress has them on her dress, and then the high priestess has them on the curtain behind her. It's like creating yeah. from your intuition. It's like Ooh. back to that Venus and Pisces thing. I like that. It's like you yeah. get the intuition and then you kind of like move it through your body. Out into yeah. the world. Yes. What's so, your favorite card? Tell what's me. my favorite card? Right now, yeah. I really love the death card. <laughs> like I yes. said. Oh yeah. Um, I have a really cool one from the Visconti deck, and it has Ooh. this. He's on a boat. The skeleton's on a boat, and he's like rowing. And right. there's all these like people in the water. Um, oh, and it's like this really old, like ornate boat, and it just makes me think of that like transition. Like transitioning yeah. from one phase of life to the next. Um, and also like the water being there. Just like reminding you of that Scorpio like emotional idea right. or like element that it's not always easy. I think like emotions like can just be so intense when you're going through mm. them and just like allowing Allowing there to be, like, room for that and, like, being compassionate when you're going through all of that change. Um, and, like, allowing yourself to, like, feel grief about things. That's been, like, a big theme for me lately. And, like, not trying to, yeah. like, suppress ideas and things. Um, my card of the month is the Ten of Swords. So, okay, <laughs> which is very <laughs> intense also. Um, yeah. But like really like I feel like I'm starting to think of it like really embracing 
all of the things that kind of have once put me down and then like allowing them to release and starting new cycles. So like bringing up all of this like repressed energy, which feels very Scorpio, like back to the death card and then kind of like transmuting it into this new energy. It just feels like so magical and alchemical and like, ah, and like what better thing to work on than yourself I mean that sounds very selfish that sounded wrong (laughs) no but but that's the thing is like I I feel like working on yourself is not selfish because the better that you are and the better like connection you have with yourself the better that you'll be to the people around you you know totally it's like um Joseph Campbell I think always said like clean up your own room <laughs> and it's so like he true, just read me, yeah. right? It's <laughs> like, like an you attack. can't help anybody else until you like go through your pile of shit, oh, or else so everybody brutal, smells it. So it. True. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> that is painfully true. <laughs> it is painfully true, but I think like allowing it to be painful and being okay with that. Yes. Because I think, like, especially the beginning of the year and everybody's like, oh, I want to do these, like, goals and I want to be, like, this type of person. New year, new you, that whole thing. New year, new you. But, like, (laughs) a lot of people don't want to. It's like, okay, well, what's it going to take for you to get there? Wow. Yeah. Right? And it's like. Exactly. Okay, well, it's probably going to be uncomfortable because it's something different. Mm-hmm. But, like, letting it, instead of, like, wanting to run away from it being uncomfortable, like, leaning into the uncomfortableness. Yes. I think that's, like, part yeah. of my Capricorn thing, though. Like, yes, it's hard work. Let's go for it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's well, do and, that, it. and honestly, it reminds me, it reminds me of tattoos in a way to bring it back totally. again. Cause like, you know, because like in order to get that, the art in order to obtain it, you have to be uncomfortable, you know, yeah, it's painful, but it's like, so, but it's healing. It's like it, something it really is. about oh it is so healing. Yeah, like people will ask me, like, did that hurt? And I'm like, yeah, but it's like supposed to, <laughs> you know? Totally. Like, and I think so many times it's getting, you're getting a tattoo to like heal something emotionally. Oh, always. Yeah. Right? So it's like yeah. a little bit. I don't know. I was such an emo teenager and like cutting myself and Same. stuff, which is like so intense, right? But No, I, I'm, yes. And it's like something about like bringing the pain, not that I'm like advocating for anybody like cutting themselves, but. Of course not. Of course not. But like just that idea of like a satisfaction of mm-hmm. bringing like an emotional feeling into a physical feeling. But then the idea of like the tattoo, it's like healed 
and then it's like yeah. you have this beautiful thing it's like instead of like using it as a self-harming way it's like self-healing instead which I find oh, yeah. really beautiful that's really I've never really thought of it that way but there are but that's so true and there are times where I like will look at my tattoos and be like these are all scars you know yes. like these were once wounds you know it's not just like like pretty paint you know or something it's it's a it was a an open wound that healed you know it's so true Ooh, I don't think I've ever thought about metaphorical. that either. yes but that's like Super metaphorical, for sure. And that's so Scorpio, like the wound. <laughs> yes. And like, oh, that's so cool. Allowing yourself to like get into the wound because like you yeah. kind of have to like go through sitting there and like feeling all of that pain again for it to even heal. Totally. Instead yeah, of like not even like- thinking about it. Yeah, I've sat for like five hours before and it's like you sit and you're thinking about it, you know, because there's nothing else you can do. Totally. It's like, you know, I mean, you can talk to your artist, but usually they don't want to talk to you. (laughs) Sometimes they do. (laughs) Well, I've been, I've been lucky to be tattooed by like some friends that don't mind me bothering them. But yes, a lot of the time they don't want to. <laughs> well, because they're focused, you know, totally. they're focused on their I mean, process. Let them work. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there were a couple times where I went to like small shops, and I would tell the artist beforehand, like, "Look, I talk a lot. You don't have to talk back. It's just like how I get through it." And they were like, "Okay." You know? <laughs> Are you like a nervous talker? Sometimes it's it, when I'm like, because especially when you're getting tattooed, you're like so physically close to the person that maybe it was like a way to I don't know kind of like uh diffuse the The awkwardness but it's not not that it's always awkward sometimes it is if you don't know the person you know but it's such an intimate thing it's almost like a ritual it really is yeah absolutely I'm sure it's rooted in that you know but yeah. yeah 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 The healing, though. The healing. I'm going to think about that more because that's, that's something. Well, you should make a collage sure. about it. Ooh. <laughs> a tattoo Honestly, healing like, collage slash wound. That's a, I feel like that's something to zine about. I might have to make Ooh, a zine about Ooh, yes. Just talking about that? I love that. I love hmm. that. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, there's something so satisfying about going through something hard and then getting a tattoo about it. And it's so funny mm-hmm. because it's like a symbol, but it's always changing. And it's like your thoughts about your emotional wound is always changing because you're always changing. Definitely. And it's like sometimes yeah. I'm like, I, I don't even know, like. I couldn't I couldn't intellectualize why I even got that. But it's like something yes. intuitive that you know totally. will yes. be healing, but it's like the words can't describe it. It doesn't get there. Yeah, and I I work with some with some young people and we did like a an introduction thing at the beginning of this year where they were just like asking questions about me and then I could answer whichever questions I wanted to just like shouted them out and then I just picked a few and a lot of them asked, uh, what do your tattoos mean? 
And I told them, I was like, a couple of them mean things, but after a while, it's like, it's not so much about the individual meanings as it is like the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like, totally. Like, yeah, maybe they kind of mean something, but it's more about where I was in my life when I got it, you know? Yeah. And then how do you yeah. like verbalize that? Like you, cause it's not something that's like concrete. Cause it's like, you're a person. Right. You can't be summed up in a sentence. Yeah. Like I have a, I have a chrysanthemum on my one arm and it's like, I don't know what chrysanthemums mean or if they mean anything. I just told the artist, like, I really want a flower, draw one. And he was like, okay. And he wanted to do a chrysanthemum at the time. So he drew it and I was like, great. I love it. Let's do it. But I, so I, but I don't have any connection really to that flower, but I know that that was like the week after uh, the hurricane in Puerto Rico. And I had a lot of family there and we hadn't heard from them yet. So I was just like super stressed. So I got the tattoo kind of like to distract myself almost and everything turned out fine, thankfully. But so that was like, I, but I remember that that's where my head was when I got the tattoo, even though the flower itself doesn't really mean anything symbolically to me. You know what I mean? Oh, I totally get it. Totally. Yeah. And I had somebody, I had a florist ask me like what type of flower I had on my arm and I couldn't answer (laughs) her. And she looked at me (laughs) like I was a freaking idiot. And I was like, but it doesn't matter. Like it's a flower. Like the whole thing like symbolizes something. It's not about, you know, the technical name of it. Exactly. And that's the thing is like, I think in the end, as much as some tattoos certainly symbolize things, it's like, it's, it's not so much, at least for me, because people will, or like think kind of in a way, people who like don't have any tattoos or any connection to it will think that it's like, you get it so that other people can see it. But like, if no one ever saw any of my tattoos again, like I would be fine with that. You know, they're for, they're for me, you know? Totally. Well, I guess that makes sense, like, why they would think that. Because they wouldn't get it for themselves. So then they're thinking. it's a hard thing to relate to, yeah. Right. Yeah, I love your tattoos. Right? They're so healing. It's so true. Um, Okay, so you're obsessed with Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I am. I am not, but I love all of the characters. Like, for some reason, They're I really love fun. the characters. Like, yeah. Vader and Luke Skywalker and the little Yoda guy. The little Yoda guy. Okay. Absolutely. So, give me... Okay, all of the characters, the main characters, if they <laughs> were a tarot card, what tarot card would they be? Ooh, I have thought about this. Um... <laughs> I have thought about this. I don't think anyone has really made like a, I mean, I think they have, but I, I don't know that there's like been a mass produced like traditional tarot deck using Star Wars imagery. And I do definitely think that needs to happen. I do have a friend on Insta- Instagram. I think their username is Ashla Fulcrum and they made an Oracle deck with Star Wars illustrations. That is so, so cool. Um, and they post different cards and stuff. But anyway, uh, I just wanted to mention that cause it's, 
really cool. But as far as like, yeah, as far as like the traditional arcana though, I think, hmm, I think, I think I gotta think princess Leia. I mean, it's easy to say that she's the empress. I think she could be, but I also think that she could be the magician. Ooh, tell me why. Well, as much as she is that like strong feminine energy and, and definitely a compassionate person. She's also very much like on top of her game. You know what I mean? Like we see her at weak moments, but she's very much like she has so much to offer and she knows what she's worth. You know what I mean? Ooh, that's a very big magician thing. Right. Why? So I definitely, okay, hold I on. Really Why would them. you think it would be magician and not the emperor then? Because don't you think the emperor is very like knowing your worth? Honestly, yes, and and that's true. It could be that. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that she definitely also she's been in a lot. I mean, these are not real people, but they are in my heart. But <laughs> they're real. <laughs> <laughs> but she has like a so much political experience too that's like since she was a a teenager she was involved in in politics so that kind of has some emperor vibes to it too and then eventually she becomes like a general and blah 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 so you might be right I think of her as being able to um I I always think of her as being in control even when even when like in episode four when like the bad guys for lack of explaining a million things like blow up her home world and she's like totally out of control she like she bounces back from it in a way because she knows like that she has no choice you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. I feel like so I feel like she's definitely able to find that control oh big time so maybe she I think she's like a mixture of magician and emperor maybe but definitely I think you're right I think leaning more towards emperor I love that Ooh. okay okay going on Luke Skywalker well, because Luke's <laughs> who would Luke be I have I haven't I don't know why I've never really thought of this I do think Han Solo would probably be the chariot page of swords I don't know you think <laughs> <laughs> five of wands um in his I, think little kilt. As, <laughs> I definitely think of him as a chariot because he's like always ready to go you know what i mean Ooh, i like ready that in his spaceship right yeah oh yeah in the spaceship totally uh, what about yeah. chewbacca Ooh, he's so loyal and so uh, so Ooh, the hermit and, and true. Yeah, he's got that vibe because he's definitely like, um, I mean, literally hard to understand because <laughs> not not everybody speaks his language. So some people just straight up can't understand him. But I do think it's he's just very very dedicated to the people that he loves, and that's why I, I do love Chewbacca so much. Okay, who do you think he is, though? I think you might be right. Either the the hermit or maybe, like, the knight of wands. Ooh, yes. I see that. You know? 
Like yeah. you can feel their warmth and intensity. Yes, but he also, and also that like friendly call to action. Like mm-hmm. he will, he's like loyal and will defend, defend those he loves, like to whatever cost, you know? Yes, so you're think, so good at I this. I think Knight of Wands, yeah, that's got to be him. Agreed. <laughs> totally agree. Not the hermit at all. <laughs> Who would be the hermit? I feel like maybe Yoda's the hermit. Yoda's I could see that. Yes, totally. That's like kind of like basic, but it's just kind of undeniable. It's just true. It's just true. Yeah, you can't compete with <laughs> yeah. the truth. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> Okay. Who? Oh, Dark Vader. <sighs> it's easy to say the devil. I don't think. I think. Uh, I mean, let's. I won't drag you through the Star Wars mud, but Palpatine. No, drag is me through. <laughs> <laughs> well, Palpatine is like the big bad. He's like the biggest of all the bads. Is Emperor Palpatine? So he's probably the devil. Um. Vader, I think, you know what? Bringing it back again, I think Darth Vader is death because Ooh. he's all about, all about transformation. Like the arc, that's one of my favorite things about Star Wars. Talk about Joseph Campbell. That's like what Star Wars is really. But um, it was used as like such a framework for it by George Lucas. But Darth Vader, like, Anakin Skywalker is who he was before he became Darth Vader. And his whole arc from like being a child and being found by these Jedi and then taken into the world and being trained as a Jedi and then going to the dark side, but then coming back to save his son. And like that whole arc is so death. Like that's such transformation. Yes. Big time, big, big time. Cause it's like, you would see it. Like I'm thinking if there was actually a deck of, tarot cards with star wars characters you would see death as vader and be like oh yeah because he's a bad guy but it's so much more complicated than that and that's just like the death card in any deck is like you see it and you're like oh death but then it's so much more complicated than that yeah <laughs> you know? and once you start yeah, to like really get him. to know it you're like oh my god there's this whole other side and it doesn't take exactly. away the hard parts but it like gives yeah. you a richer appreciation for oh yeah your life oh yeah oh my gosh yeah the whole thing with like like if if anybody was like why should I get into Star Wars I would be like you know there's just some good storytelling going on and the more you dig past just the movies or past just the stuff you see on the cereal boxes like when you really start digging into like the mythology and the the character arcs it's like oh god it's just so rich <laughs> it's so full like you could think about it and just keep finding new stuff and keep like discovering new parts of it and and connecting different people and then there's a an instagram star wars parallels oh it's so good because they'll take like from the prequel trilogy, the original trilogy, and then the sequel trilogy, which is happening now, and they'll t- they'll talk about the storylines that parallel between the three, and oh god, it's so it's so so fascinating. It's really cool. So, how are you exploring 
the whole story in your zines like what are you creating and like tell me more about it and all the listeners sure so well basically fan zines as a thing have been around for a really really long time but in the 70s uh when star wars came out in 1977 pretty much right away this fanzine culture around star wars they've been around pre-star wars but the star wars fanzine culture was really really rich and was almost all women creators which is so cool um and it's just basically it was them like sharing their thoughts it was a lot of fan fiction also and stuff which i don't really dabble in as of now but it's it was them like sharing their opinions and their theories like pre-internet that was the way that they would communicate with other fans so i'm trying to kind of um take the roots of that in my in my zine as well um it's very much about the community of it for me it's probably my favorite thing i started out with um i've had seven issues so far i started in june um i started with choosing like a specific character so like for the first issue i chose the millennium falcon as a character and the people who have flown it as pilot or co-pilot and i basically just kind of listed them all but like told the story of the spaceship basically through the people who had flown it and then i the second issue was a deep dive into c3po and his entire timeline from beginning until where we are now um so i like to do those type of like really deep dives on characters but then as i've moved forward i've kind of gotten more into um into bringing other fans in and like having other people share their thoughts and feelings about the, the Star Wars in general. And that's definitely something that I want to continue moving forward. And then it's just been such a crazy, crazy year to be a Star Wars fan because there's just so much going on. So the, a lot of the zine has just been about the new things that are coming out. So like the Mandalorian TV show, I had an issue that was, all about that and uh it was basically about like preparing your backstory and like making sure you were totally caught up before the show started and then this month's issue is all about the new movie which comes out in two weeks which is crazy and it's uh basically preparing yourself for the movie with everything that has um everything that's come out this year uh with the movie and and like a timeline and then things to do before you go and certain podcasts and videos to watch. I do like recommendations. I make a lot of playlists um, that I link to in the zine with QR codes and things. So it's kind of like I try to make it kind of multimedia, you know, and uh, yeah. So I really like deep diving on specific things, but then I also just like uh, bringing other people into it and kind of just like a hodgepodge of, some good stuff basically (laughs) it all feels so gemini like your enthusiasm and then also like how (laughs) deep you go into it i love it thank you yeah i have so many ideas for this new year i'm like beside myself excited because even though like star wars stuff is going to slow down a little bit i say that but it's probably not but it's going to slow down compared to this year because it's just been so crazy but I still have like so many ideas for things um, and more deep dives and then working with other fans. And I have so, I'm so, so grateful and and lucky to have connected with so many cool people through the zine and through star Wars and so many artists. 
So I'm really, really excited to feature more artists that make Star Wars fan art in the zine. Uh, that's something I'm really, really looking forward to. So yeah, it's like the community of it. And then just like exploring different uh, stuff. There's That's the other thing about Star Wars is it's just endless. There's so much to explore. So same with tarot. Hey, bring totally. it back. Totally. <laughs> Uh, what's your, who, what character do you feel like you relate to the most? Mm. Good question. Well, there's a few that we haven't met yet. Cause there's, there's like a couple <laughs> new characters coming out in this movie and I feel like I might end up relating to them, but honestly, Maybe, maybe Chewbacca. I, I'm super, super, super loyal to my friends um, and to the people that I care about. Uh, so I do relate with that part of him for sure. I like, I mean, of course, I, like, of course I wish to be more like Princess Leia every day. Um, to be more like of that strong, like level-headed uh person in a crisis that you can go to that you know is going to be like ready to go and and stable and will help you you know in a crisis that's another thing I really admire and strive for um yeah probably those two uh there's another guy who's just such I am such a nerd there's another guy me too it's okay there's another Jedi. His name is Plo Koon. I've always really connected with him because he's just like super peaceful and uh, and very uh, uh, wise and yeah. So what I, would his card be? be like him too. Ooh, he sounds like the star. Honestly, maybe. Yeah. Who would be the tower? Uh, um. <laughs> I have to think about it. Um, it's kind of abstract. Who would be the tower? Uh, General Grievous, maybe. Just Ugh. destruction, man. He he ended up. He was like a he was a a humanoid creature at one point, but then he ended up becoming like mostly robot and was just like kind of this walking. Uh, symbol of destruction and then he just wanted to kill everybody all the time so he, he gives me tower vibes for sure Ooh, that's so cool that's really funny oh he would be such a see now i wish i wish i could draw because i really would love to make a star wars tarot deck there's somebody out there that's doing it whoever you are keep going make it and then sell it to me thank you <laughs> <laughs> i will buy it, it. guys <laughs> <laughs> Please sell it to me. You have a fan. <laughs> but just make the Tower General Grievous. <laughs> and um, then I'll buy it. No, what I'll buy about it the spaceship? What was it called? The first one you did the Z? Millennium, Millennium Falcon. Who would that be? Because it can't be the chariot ah. because <laughs> cause of old Lukey Luke. Uh, what's the Falcon be? Um, hmm. Maybe like, what's the? Oh, is it? This is really embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. I don't know. What it is. is it the Eight of Swords where it's rowing away? Um, the Six of Swords. 
the six of swords. Yes. You know? Totally. It's moving on. It is. It's yeah. transitioning. I love that. Yeah. From rough space yeah, that- to smooth space with stars. There you go. Yeah, that feels right. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I love that. I didn't even think to bring the miners in. That's cool. <laughs> Switching it up. Yes. Um. Yeah. What do you have planned for next year with it? I want to hear all of these like amazing ideas that you're excited about. Well, I have like it's hard because this flipping movie is coming out in two weeks, and like I don't. It's like it's just so crazy that this movie is coming out so soon, and it's just it's like a big it's a big deal. And Are like, you gonna wait online to see it? I love seeing people I mean, all like in line. I mean, I have I bought my tickets in October, so <laughs> I'm ready love to go. That. I'm ready to go, um, but yeah. So it's like the movie itself is gonna tie up so many loose ends, and it's like the finale of the entire saga that we've had so far. So. I feel like that whatever happens in this movie is definitely going to inspire a lot of the making like for sure. Um, do you think it's I really going to be the last or do you think it's going to be like Harry Potter where they did like part two of the last one? <laughs> no, it's definitely the last one in this story, but they already have plans for more movies, but it's just not going to be, like the Luke and Leia and Han Solo people anymore. I that think, wait, story did we miss Han Solo? What would he be? Uh, I think, was he the chariot? I feel like he might be the chariot. Okay, who would Luke Skywalker be? Luke is hard. Luke is tricky. Because <laughs> honestly, like, Stop he might be. Me. <laughs> no, 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 because I'm trying to sort it out in my head. I feel like he might be the magician. Yeah, I agree. Right? Because especially, like, in the last movie, he literally, like, teleported. So I feel like I feel totally. like he's got magician vibes. Yeah. I feel like Leia is the emperor. I, see, I think you're right. I think you're 100% right about that. Yeah. It and honestly, this right. would be a really cool thing. This would be a really cool thing to zine about. <laughs> it would be. You should make one with all the different cards. All right. I'll add that. I'm adding that to my list of add ideas. Add it to that's the a list. Really, that's a really cool idea. So, yeah, I know I want to do that. I, I have a couple more character deep dives that I really want to do. Um, I'm definitely going to make one about the TV show that's on right now, The Mandalorian. Once the season one is over, there's definitely going to be a zine about that. Um, I would like to do a zine, I haven't even told anybody this yet, but I do want to do like a really deep dive zine about the, um, the, the concept of Raylo, which if you don't know what that is, you are better off because it's just (laughs) a lot of, it's just a lot of information, but basically the two main characters in these current movies are Ray and Kylo Ren. And there's a segment of fans who, uh, really believe that they're going to be romantically involved. I don't, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm open to anything. So I'm like, whatever happens, happens. I'm, I'm excited about it. But as the whole phenomenon of it, I really want to make a zine about that. Ooh, I love that. Um, Intergalactic love. 
right? The lovers. They need a lover's card. I don't know if they would, though. We're not going to (laughs) know. We'll find out. (laughs) Exactly. But I would love to zine about that um, because that's going to be really interesting to see how that turns out. Um, Yeah. And then I want to just, like, keep making collages and and then more zines about non-Star Wars stuff, uh, too, would be really fun. Have you done zines Um, about non-Star Wars stuff? I've done a few. I mostly they've been um like I have one uh that is just collage art. There's no words in it basically, but I used I had a couple magazines from the eighties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and there were just so many cigarette ads, so I <laughs> I like collected them all and then I made a zine of art that was uh collage art that was only things found in cigarette ads. Ooh, that's um, funny. So that one was fun. Yeah, it's pretty, it's very strange, but it was cool. And then um, I actually, I have a, I should have brought this up earlier, but I made a tarot workbook also, actually. Uh, I a love small that. little, yeah, like super basic, like a uh, super beginner just, and it's more like a place where you can keep track of your thoughts more than it is my thoughts. Like I have a couple keywords for each card, but then there's space for, uh, the reader to write as well, which is fun. So I made that. Um, yeah, so I definitely want to keep making like more art zines, but then uh, yeah, adding in more writing for sure. I just have to find like, well, the tattoo thing that's on the list now. Yes, that's really cool. So what uh, do you yeah, think? But- What's the difference between like inspiration or like creating something from something that's mm-hmm. like already a piece of art like the star wars Mm. thing versus creating something like out of thin air or like what's like your process like because i feel like they're very they're both like amazing in their own way but they are so different don't you think definitely yes absolutely i feel like it's harder for me to get inspired uh, for something that I'm, that's coming from nowhere, like from me, as opposed to the Star Wars stuff, it's easier for me to find like a specific thing that really interests me and then really dive into it. Um, I have to just, yeah, a thing that helps me is just like going through my big bin of collage scraps and then just seeing what comes out of the bin and then kind of using that for inspiration. That's honestly uh, the easiest thing for me uh, is just using the, the pieces themselves to kind of spark that uh, creativity. You know, that's, that's kind of, and or just going through, I have stacks of magazines, so I'll just take a whole big stack and go through them one page at a time. And sometimes a collage can come just from one central image. Uh, so that helps too. Oh, I love that. I feel like that's great advice yeah. for anybody suffering with creative blocks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dig through the scraps, whether it's literally collage scraps or just like dig through little things that you never finished or just like, I don't know about you or, but, but my phone notepad is just like, yes, you know, I have a random a note that's like thought. tarot tortellini. And I'm like, what is that? 
<laughs> am I supposed to make tortellini out of taro? Like, where was I going with that? <laughs> Wherever it is, it's somewhere that I want to go. It's somewhere tasty. That's for right? sure. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the best is going through the phone notepad and being like, what does that mean? <laughs> yes, those are fun. That's a great idea. It is fun. And just like yeah, that's picking a, really a little phrase. Yeah, or just words. Or I love, I used to, when I lived in New York, I would always write down uh, things that I overheard people say, you know. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that was really fun because you'd hear some weird stuff. So. What was one of your favorites that, like, inspired oh, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Um, hmm. I have so many weird ones that I wrote down. Uh, I also kept track of dreams for a long time. That's a whole nother. Ooh, I need to hear uh, about that. Oh, God. Okay, do you <laughs> I dream I feel like my dreams, they're kind of, so. yeah, I do. I think they're, they're kind of um, very uh, pedestrian. Like, I feel like my dreams are never super fantastical. It's like, there are things that could actually happen. You it's the I mean? Virgo in you. You're dreaming You're right. of work. You're so right. <laughs> it's so true. It's so, so true. Yeah, it'll just be like, it'll be like little things that are like not right. Like you feel like, you know, when you like in a dream are like, I know that I was at this place even though it didn't look like it, that kind of thing. Yes. Yes. It's like, but you still know it was that place. Exactly. Yes. And, or you know that that was that person, even though it didn't look like them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, have you ever had any like prophetic dreams where like it came true? Ooh, yes. Ooh, tell yes, me. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, oh, it was so weird. It was when I was living in New York. I had a dream that um, I was in the city. I wasn't in the city. I was like in, I think I was in New Jersey, like looking at the city and there was this huge flood and it was like almost like a tsunami, I guess, but like a huge flood and like it knocked like the buildings over and like, and I was watching it from like the shore of somewhere else and I was really upset, but it was this huge flood, like massive amounts of water. And then probably like a week later, there was a huge, like a massive, massive flood in the basement of the store where I work. <laughs> it oh like was really, really, <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. Like it was, it, it, we were very lucky, but it was um, very strange because we were, uh, again, long story, but the water like, was coming in from some construction because the basement of that store was, um, uh, I don't want to say primitive, but you could like hear the subway and through the wall and it was very close to you, you know? So the, some of the walls were maybe not great. I don't know. But so there was some type of construction problem and then all this water started coming in and, we had to like lift all the books off the bottom shelves and then uh, we ended up having to like clear the floor of customers and cause it went all throughout the entire floors, like this huge flood. And then after it had stopped coming in and it was just like the base water, they were trying to get it out 
through like a vacuum and like you had to sweep the water towards the the vacuum to get it out. And I remember I had told my friend about the dream like like the day before. And then while we were sweeping the water, I said to him, I was like, oh, my God, my dream. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and then there was another. There was another one, too, where it was like for summarizing, basically, we were my team from work. Cause I worked at a, with a specific team at the store. We were in a building and there was the middle of the day that someone was lighting off fireworks and it was like explosions. Um, and it was strange that there were explosions in the middle of the day and it was supposed to be fireworks, but you couldn't see them because it was the daytime. And then there was construction again and a building like, or a crane or something fell into the building we were in and there was so much glass. And like, I remember feeling like debris in the dream in my mouth and stuff. It was really scary. And then like, oh, <laughs> probably a couple weeks later, there was a manhole explosion outside of the store. Oh my God. Uh, and it, thank God no one was there because uh, it blew out all the front windows in the store. And, oh, my God, um, and the glass exploded. So much glass everywhere. Like, if people had been there, they would have been, like, very seriously harmed. And, like, one of the walls in the basement, like, blew out. And, like, if someone had been in that corner, like, yeah, it would have been really, really bad. So we were so lucky. But it was so strange because I had just had that dream and I was like, Oh no. Whoa. Oh no. Yeah. It hasn't really happened since then though. So I'm like, let's leave it at that. It's interesting because <laughs> those were like very physical elemental manifestations. Right? Yeah. I don't know. That's very, it's very interesting. Strange. Yeah. But again, it hasn't happened since then and I'm fine with that. <laughs> And it's also like your subconscious was like almost trying to warn you because it was like a danger thing. It kind of was. I don't know. It kind of freaks me out to think about it. I know it does. It's spooky, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I want to think like, oh, it was just a coincidence. But I don't (laughs) don't really believe it. (laughs) I know. I don't really believe that. Especially Uh, since you dream in the mundane. I know. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm fine with that not happening anymore. (laughs) Okay, so leave us with your favorite books. Are you a ferocious reader, I assume, because you've worked at bookstores? I'm not as ferocious as I should be. Okay, um, <laughs> mildly ferocious a kitten mildly uh yeah i'll get like if i get into a book i'll read it really fast but it does take me a while to like sometimes i'll go like a really long time without reading i don't know why that is but i do love books ever my whole life yes um aside really quick side note <laughs> um i went to see david letterman uh, like years and years ago and uh, before the the show started uh, he asked for questions and I raised my hand to ask him a question and he never let me ask the question but he was asking me questions about myself and I told him I worked at, at bookstores and he said what are you reading and I told him that I don't read very much and so he made a ton of fun of me and they ended up putting me in like the top 10 list Anyway, that's a side Oh, note. I love that. That's so cute. It was, 
It was absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, um, but my favorite book of all time is for uh, middle grade readers. It's called Walk Two Moons, and it's by Sharon Creech. I think I read that. Absolutely obsessed. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it so much. I need to read it again. Really good. I have to read it again. I haven't read it in a while now, but I know I've read it at least like four times. What's it about? It's a girl uh, going on a road trip with her grandparents to see her mother. And while she's on the road trip with her grandparents, she's telling the grandparents the story of these crazy friends she met in her new town. So it's like, She's so you're you're reading the story that she's telling them, but you're also reading the story of the road trip. It's Ooh, really, that really sounds fun. fun! You're bringing me back to childhood. I loved it. I yeah, love that. Really she's a great author all around. All around, really good author. Oh, I love that. Ah, oh, this has been so fun. For real, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me and for letting me ramble about things and super fun oh my god it was my pleasure is there anything that we didn't cover any like last remaining thoughts did i squeeze you of all your juice (laughs) honestly yes i feel squeezed (laughs) i'm like thinking of the pomegranate that we were talking about (laughs) exactly no i feel very like i feel very inspired by this conversation there's lots of things i want to revisit Lots of things I want to journal about. Love it. Oh, I love it. I want everybody to go check you out and all your work. It's so beautiful. Can you tell Thank everyone you. where they can find you and all of that and how they can order your fabulous zines? Thank you. Yes, the best place to find me is definitely Instagram, uh, Sacred Something by Kara, Kara with a K, Sacred Something by Kara. And in my uh, bio, I have a link and it can take you to a bunch of Google order forms. I have all my stuff, but you could always just message me if you see something you like and I can get it to you. Lots of art, lots of crazy stuff. Lots of crazy stuff going on. <laughs> Yay! I love it. Yay! Thank you. Thank you so much. For real, thank you. My time has come So like is where I die But he's dissolving all the time Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate it. And if you enjoyed today's music, it is found on the YouTubes. It is called Bohemian Rhapsody Star Wars Edition. And it is by UAT Digital Video. So check that out if you want to listen to the whole song, which I highly recommend. And if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could pretty, pretty please tap five stars on your podcast provider. I think only Apple Podcasts does that. So please do that. And if you don't have an Apple podcast, then if your friend does just like steal their phone for a second and scroll down and 
five-star it and then smooch them and give it back to them. Or that might be weird. You don't have to. (laughs) But if it's easy and you don't need to assault anybody with kisses, then please five-star it. And if you want to do even more, write a review of how lovely it is, this show, Blind Love Radio, which you know and love. And I think that's it. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at Blind Love Tarot. And what else? I hope you guys are having a manageable Capricorn season. I say manageable because this shit is crazy and there's so many freaking planets in Capricorn. (sighs) I know you just need to like take a deep breath out. Like everybody let's just take a breath. (sighs) Like I feel better. There's just the weight of Saturn is oppressive. If you agree holler for a dollar because it's ridiculous I can't even get the words out it's just a lot um if you're going through some stuff if you're feeling depressed it might be the astrological transits I've been feeling pretty down just like the weight it feels like the weight of the world a little bit, like a lot of shit's happening in the world. Probably a lot of things are happening in your own life. But just remember, this shit will pass. We're, we're moving. We're grooving. We're still, we're taking this. And we are transmuting it to amazing things. Like putting out this podcast and whatever you are doing in your life. Yes, honey. You can hear me snap, snaps. You're you're killing it. I'm killing it. Everybody's killing it. Um Okay guys. I love you. That I feel like that was the lamest pep talk I've ever heard. But just know if you're feeling a little weird, that could be why. Don't take it so personally. Alright, guys. Thank you again to Kara. At Sacred Something by Kara. Definitely get her zine. Check out her work. Get a tarot reading from her. So much love to her. So much love to you for listening. I love you. I'm sending you lots of love. Until next time, your cosmic hype girl, Anna. Anna.